looking at a headline here that tells me that Alberta saw a 63% increase in healthcare job vacancies in the first quarter of 2021, and it hasn't gotten any better, and these are stats can figures. I haven't got the uh, the figures for Ontario, but I, uh, you know, anecdotally have heard that we have problems as well. Now, I don't know, I think our guests may be able to help us with this, I don't know what's causing this. If there are people leaving the profession, um, I can see it being the case. If I'm speculating, I'd say, you know, I'm, I'm a healthcare professional, I'm working in this uh, pressure cooker, and certainly, if we go back to uh, the earlier parts of the year into last year, pressure cooker doesn't begin to describe what was going on uh, because of COVID-19. And nobody says anything about COVID-19 being dead and gone, never to return again in any form. This, this whole business of uh, what Biden calls the epidemic of the unvaccinated has yet to uh, really touch Ontario in a large way. Hope to God it doesn't. But uh, if it does, it'll be this fall. So uh, we've got Tim Gast with us. He's the president of the Canadian Nurses Association. First of all, welcome, Tim. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Great to have you on board. Now, uh, this business in Alberta, Alberta looked at a 63% increase in healthcare job vacancies, which means that number of people leaving the profession for whatever reason, or maybe I'm wrong about that, maybe it's that much more demand. What is it, and is it a, uh, a trans-Canada situation? So I would say that it's a combination uh, of factors. Uh, we had historical vacancies prior to the pandemic in specific areas, uh, uh, um, specialty areas like intensive care units, emergency departments. Uh, we're having uh, challenges with vacancies at a number of locations across the country. Rural and remote uh, locations were having uh, difficulty uh, long-term care had challenges with vacancies, home care in some locations. And, um, and it was a variety of reasons that those were there. Uh, it was uh, related to um, being able to entice individuals to go to some of those locations. Some of that is related to, to uh, maybe not wanting to live in a remote rural community and maybe not feeling that they've got the, the competencies and skills and comfort of working largely um, with limited supports and and, uh, other resources to um, uh, pay equity issues. Uh, Long-term care, as an example, uh, across the country uh, has had challenges where they haven't been paid uh, equitably with nurses in other sectors. Well, listen, you can't drag them in there from everything I hear. No, um, and the pandemic certainly has made things worse. Um, nurses in, in many locations experienced significant hardships, um, and, uh, and it has had a, a profound impact on them. We've had uh, surveys of, of nurses that have told us that uh, the pandemic has had a profound impact on their self-reported mental health status, uh, many of them reporting um, having significant deterioration. And, and we're also hearing many tell us that um, this was enough, and some are retiring. And uh, and I, not that it's worse, but I, I would, it's a very bad trend that uh, in, individuals that are not long in the profession have are, are feeling mm, maybe this isn't for me. I'm out too. Is there something special about Alberta? I mean, I asked you off the top if the, the headline I was reading about Alberta was uh, unique, and, and and if there weren't indeed just as many problems 
if not as severe, uh, in other provinces. And you gave a reasonable answer. But in the interim period, I got an email from a listener, and, and uh, he says, my daughter and her husband, both doctors in Alberta, left three months ago to practice in B.C. because of the government policies. My daughter and many more to follow. What's going on in Alberta? Well, the, the government in Alberta has announced um, a, a strategy to, to uh, uh, pull back on uh, health care worker salaries as part of their negotiation with their health workforce. And that has not gone over very well. Uh, that may be one of the factors that, um, that uh, uh, Alberta is having that experience, but they aren't alone. Uh, uh, people, uh, people don't like to have salaries lowered, do they? No, they certainly don't. No. Uh, Alberta tried that back in the 80s, and I don't think it was a very successful uh, venture then, and I, I can't imagine it will be uh, again. Well, I don't know that we're uh, we're heading in any kind of a similar direction in Ontario, but I do know that we are uh, uptight in some of the areas. You talked about some of them, like emergency care, certainly long-term care. Uh, if I'm quoting the, uh, the labor critic out in Arizona, in Alberta, well, it's near Arizona. Uh, her name is Christina Gray. She's with the NDP. She says, Statistics Canada numbers are a clear sign of a healthcare system facing a serious shortage of skilled workers. We have frontline healthcare workers telling us that things are bad, things are unusual, there are more closures than usual, and we have a government telling us that this is normal. Now, that's Alberta. Um, we have people on the NDP side, which is our official opposition, saying similar things, even though it's not in the face of the Ford government doing anything like what Jason Kenney's government is doing. That said, how do we attract more people, nurses particularly, because that's your specialty, how do we attract more people to fulfill these jobs that are essential jobs to a system where we have uh, a one-stop shopping center that's run by one supplier. The province is the employer, period. So I, I think there's a few things that, that can happen. One uh, thing that we're seeing is that there has been an increase in um, individuals apply to nursing schools uh, across the country early on in the pandemic. And I, I really hope that that trend continues. Uh, the reality of it is those individuals are at least uh, four years out. Um, from um, from uh, graduating from uh, nursing school, are there, are there sufficient people in those nursing schools to replace retirees? Oh, I would say not. I I think that we need a national strategy on health human resources. You know, the, right now we've got uh, thirteen different approaches to how this issue is going to be resolved, and uh, and we need to take a, a federal view at it. In or, I think in order to deal with it. We need to take a more longitudinal view where we, um, we see um, systems across the country where they, they think they've got enough and then they pull back seats and then they find out five years later there aren't enough again and, and there's this ebb and flow. It's very hard to ramp up um, with, and uh, so those sorts of changes aren't necessarily effective. And, and I think the other is, is we don't have an abundance of nursing faculty either. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, we have to have a strategy where we're preparing in advance the individuals that will be there in order for us to educate and, and uh, create the workforce of, uh, that we're going to need for the future. Well, if you're insisting that this has to be a national strategy, and you certainly make a convincing case, why is this not being put before uh, this guy, I think his name is Trudeau, wants to run an election? 
and he seems to have money to throw at just about everything. If we're talking about the health of Canada in the, uh, I'm, I'm hoping, the ebbing days of a pandemic, but I don't na- know that to be true, um, why are we not putting on a, uh, a major effort, you particularly at your organization or the, uh, the Ontario Medical Association, for example, if we're here, or the, the equivalent organizations in the other provinces, why are we not pushing that so that uh, we can get some of that largesse aimed in our direction? Uh, we actually have been. Uh, we have had the opportunity to have a conversation with um, uh, the government and provided them with uh, advice as to what we thought some of the strategies need to be. And we've certainly spoken about the need for a national uh, health human resources uh, strategy and plan. Uh, this is part of uh, some of the conversations we've had with all of the um, federal parties pre-election about some of the things that we think need to be considered in their uh, campaign plans. And so it's not uh, a topic that has not uh, had conversation with government and the opposition. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, what, do you, what do you hear from the ground? What do you hear from your, your members generally about the conditions they're working in now? They are exhausted. Uh, we hear that in some locations they uh, have had uh, significant um, uh, environments that have left them demoralized. Um, we've, we, you know, particularly in the third wave in intensive care units, uh, nurses uh, in tears and hallways, and and um, uh, being, uh, you know, exhausted. You know, they're talking about uh, burnout signs. Um, you know, and and I think uh, there's also a lot of uh, comments about them not being able to get vacations and um, and uh, there's kind of a, a a separation between you know I think the public never before has has um, recognized and and had nursing in the spotlight and I think the public have a much better idea about what nursing really is than maybe what they've had before. I think it was maybe a little glorified before. Um, and well, you, I think nurses realize that the public value them, yep. but um, I think their lived experience in their workplaces sometimes doesn't feel that way. I understand that. Well, we're out of time, but uh, I'm going to say through you and on the air to all of the people who have served so uh, valiantly in this last year, year and a half, because I can't imagine how it's been, the nurses particularly, but the doctors and the techs and everybody who's involved in delivering health care to us, thank you on behalf of us all. And I hope that uh, some of these problems are solved in the not-too-distant future. We appreciate you being on the program, Tim. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity, and I'm, I'm sure they will appreciate the thanks. All right. Tim Guest, president of the Canadian Nurses Association. 